0: This episode is sponsored by Free Market Kids. Join the league of families who are transforming family time into unforgettable Bitcoin learning experiences. With our Hoddle Up Bitcoin mining board game, you're not just playing. You're building bridges, creating memories, and unlocking the brilliance of the future one block at a time.
1: This is a mental game.
0: We are operating in an obsolete mindset.
1: They are playing by different rules than we are.
0: I'm just challenging parents out there to be aware of the beliefs that they may have carried over from the fiat world.
1: This could be little things. This could be turning off the news. If you are a Bitcoiner, there's a really good chance that you have gone down the Twitter rabbit hole.
0: The part that's somewhat lacking is the mental training part.
1: So many games, they would be playing well and then there'd be a bad call or the other team would get a great play and then our team would fall apart.
0: The mental resilience, that is something that needs to be deliberate. Welcome to Bitcoin Homeschoolers, everybody. This is Tali and Scott. And today we're going to talk about the mental game, teaching that very important concept to your kids
1: we often are inspired when we hear something like uh, maybe we watch a video or we we read a book or we listen to an audible book and then we say wow that is something we really want to share with with others so we have a couple things to talk about today and it's all under this umbrella of the mental game not only our own mental games but also what are we teaching our children about how to protect their thoughts and and this is this is a critical thing so I'll only spend 30 seconds on this, but just to give context on why it's so important, Victor Franco's book, man's search for meaning is, is, is a very popular or at least a very well-known concept. um, a Very well-known story about a, a man who he tells a story of being in the concentration camps. They kill his wife basically the first day he's there and he, watches and observes how some people give up and how others are able to survive in some of the most extreme adversity possible. There are there are a lot of things about how important it is to guard your mental thoughts. And you know, this could be little things. This could be turning off the news. If you are a Bitcoiner, there's a really good chance that you at one time or another have gone down the Twitter rabbit hole and spent a lot of time in uh, in a space that probably wasn't doing a lot for your your mental state. So so with that, let's Tali, Why don't you introduce the the video that inspired today's uh, discussion of the mental game?
0: Okay, so I came across this video by Robert Kiyosaki, and he, if you don't know who he is, he is the author of Rich Dad Poor Dad. It came out probably about twenty five years ago. So his story is. Pretty well-known, but in case you don't know it, just a really quick recap. He grew up with a best friend, and he was uh, sort of under the tutelage of his best friend's dad just because he was hanging out with his best best friend. And he compared the, the mentality between his best friend's dad and his own dad. His best friend's dad had an eighth grade education because he had to quit school t- when his father died, and uh, take over the family business and from that point forward was a full-time entrepreneur and while Robert Kiyosaki's own dad was a PhD in education and in fact was the head of the Department of Education in the state of Hawaii at that time. So he compared the mentality of the two men and the poor actually is Robert Kiyosaki's dad because he was an employee and was very... he had a lot of faith in the system and he played the game obviously he he went through the full spectrum of education the no, spectrum was a full ladder the full the he went all the way with education obviously got his phd and is working in the system whereas his rich dad actually built up such an empire of business that according to robert kiyosaki his empire if nothing else changed could support 10 generations of his descendants So wildly different storylines. But the point is, Robert Kiyosaki said that, and I think a lot of our homes, our Bitcoiners already understand this, is that the monetary system favors the debtors and people who are close to the money supply. And who are these people? These are the people that are in the top 1% who are taking advantage of how the system works, which is uh, using debt and then also paying little taxes based on the structure of their income versus the majority of us are working what he calls in the middle class or the lower middle class and we have we are operating in an obsolete mindset of you work hard you study hard you go get a job and you get paid as an employee and what he the statement that he made that really stood out at me which made me want to talk about this topic in this episode basically he said there there are two economies for each person one is the external economy and one is the internal economy the internal economy is how you view yourself and if you have the internal economy of in his case he was mentioning the entrepreneur where you're working as your own boss and you are taking advantage of the system, then there is no bad economy situation. There is no fear of what is happening in economic news. Because he said you can make money in any economic condition. But compare this to the external economy. We are always looking at the cycles of the the booms and busts, if you will. Um, the, sh- the shorter and shorter Recession cycles. And as Bitcoiners, we do absolutely talk a lot about that because that's why we believe in Bitcoin. That's why we want to exit the fiat system. But I think it's really important that we don't carry our fiat world mindset into the Bitcoin world, which is why I wanted to start today's discussion like this.
1: Okay. So the I think the structure. We, we let's share the structure with everybody. What we're going to do. We're going to we're going to introduce topics like Tolly just did. Then we're going to give some personal stories about how this has impacted us, and then we will have a recommendation or a takeaway, something for all, all of you to to at least think about or at least consider implementing in your own in your own household. So when you think of Kiyosaki, one of the One of the things that really strikes out to me with this internal external framework is the, the idea that you're a slave to you, you're either a slave to debt and you, you like, for example, you fear losing your job or you know how to work the system. So if you know how to use debt to your, in your favor, you're the one who's getting those, um, you're, you're leveraging the banks to, in his case, get more real estate and not paying taxes while he's, he's setting it up legally to, to do that. So I will, will share without mentioning which family members, my family, it, the, my, my side of the family is very, very much in this middle-class mindset. And it is you, you go to school, you get a job and then you, that's how you take care of your family and, you, you have this fear of losing your job because that's where everything is, is, is based on or, or what is based on. So <clears throat> I, when, when we hear Kiyosaki describe that, it's, it's very personal for me because I'm like, yep, I, I have felt that personally. I have family members that still feel that way. The, the thing that we're trying to focus on though, and this is where we need to switch to, is what do you do about it now? So you're a Bitcoin homeschooler, and the first thing is to be aware of this kind of internal external viewpoint. And and then what are you going to do with your 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 kids? I guess, real quick before we get to the I know you want to get to allowances, but before we before we get there, I just let me have one last thing, and that is I would sum it up a little bit differently than Kiyosaki. Um or I he actually may even say it at some point in his in his video. But essentially what he's saying is they're playing different games, that the the rich are playing a different game than we are. They are playing by different rules than we are. And when you go to school and get a job and go into debt for your house and all these traditional things, you are, you are playing by a set of rules that's going to make you more poor over time. And the people who are in the powerful positions, you can call them the, uh, or, uh, What do they call it? Um, Cantillon effect. Cantillon, Cantoneers. Oh my God. I wish I could say it right. All right. Anyways. So if you're, if you're, if you're in the powerful position, the the rules you're playing by are going to benefit you and you're closer to the money printer. That's going to benefit you. And it's, it's just from a game perspective, they are playing a different game than you are. And so you, you need to be able to say, I'm not playing their game any longer. I And that's kind of what Bitcoiners do. They're saying, I'm not playing your fiat game any longer. And they're doing something else. But it can also apply to education. <clears throat> it can apply to your money. It can apply in a lot of different areas. But well, so anyway, that's... Okay,
0: so so going back to my point in the beginning when I was making an introduction, which is all of us have opted or, or we're aiming to opt out of the fiatism because we know that it is unfair but we also need to recognize that there are a lot of unconscious beliefs that we have accepted or come to agree with because of our experience in the fiat world and if we bring those beliefs into the bitcoin world all we've changed is the denomination of the currency so if we i think okay so to rephrase it if we if we're opting toward Bitcoin, it's because we all have this this desire for wealth and security. Or at least security. Maybe not wealth, mm-hmm. but security, right? But if your idea of security is based on your experiences in the fiat world and you bring it into the Bitcoin world, then you're just slave in a different way with a little bit more hope. Which is why I want to bring attention to this idea that Kiyosaki talked about, which is, the mentality of the rich dad versus the mentality of the poor dad. So one of the examples that he gave was when he was 10 or 11, he started working for his rich dad. He had a corner store and he was, the rich dad had a corner store and Kiyosaki was working as a stock boy. Well, he insisted, the rich dad insisted that Robert Kiyosaki does not get paid with dollars, with an hourly rate. Now, Kiyosaki's dad was furious. He thought that his son was being taken advantage of. This businessman clearly was taking advantage of his son and using his free labor. That was his mentality. Kiyosaki said that his rich dad's mentality was, you're getting paid with experience. And the moment I give you money, you be- you accept the mentality of the employee and what he wanted to—he was very deliberate. The rich dad was very deliberate in setting Kiyosaki's experience apart from someone else. Like what um, Kiyosaki was talking about—the poor, the poor man's mentality. He, his rich dad was re- is was very deliberate in his decision to not pay Robert Kiyosaki as a stock boy with an hourly rain wage. So if we translate that to. The Bitcoin world and uh, parenting, especially if you're also homeschooling, you have a tremendous exposure to your kids and what you believe will trickle down to your kids, whether you speak, speak it out loud or not. It is underlying and it is undeniable. You can't hide it. So being aware of that internal image, I think is really important. And then is it the kind that aligns with your value as a Bitcoiner or does it still align with the fiat version of the world?
1: I I don't think that I I don't think that's super clear. I think maybe we should be more specific. So I I, I think there's a distinction if if his friend's dad was trying to teach him that if you take a paycheck, you are accepting the mentality of like working for someone else. He's intentionally trying to teach an entrepreneurial mindset to Kiyosaki. That is different than I pay my kids an allowance in Bitcoin, or I pay my kids an allowance in, in dollars, right? So it depends
0: on what depends on your intention for giving the money and what the kids are doing to receive it.
1: Right. So to be to be more clear for a Bitcoin homeschooler, the this is more value for value discussion. If if someone doesn't earn it and you're just giving the allowance, I thought that's where you had the I thought that's what you were disagreeing with. And you would just substitute dollars for or the Bitcoin for the for the dollars. Whereas, if if someone is taught, if you create value, you can get paid for that. I'm okay with that. Like I, I think, do like you that. Think,
0: do you think Robert Kiyosaki being a stock boy and working in the store wasn't creating value, and he should not be paid?
1: No, but I'm saying the intent of what his his rich dad was trying to teach him was to not have the mentality of being a an employee. I don't think everyone has to be an entrepreneur and, and so if you teach a kid, yes, you will get some sats because you added value. You did your chores or you did an extra project or uh, whatever your thing is. I'm saying I'm okay with that because just because we believe that people should be entrepreneurs and, that there's a lot of value in, in doing that and not being part of the, the, the fiat system, if you will. You're still part of the system, but you're not, you're not contributing directly to its continuation, right? You and I believe strong in that, but not everybody is in a position or has the, the desire to necessarily be an entrepreneur. And it is, in my opinion, it is okay that they get an allowance, their kids get an allowance. And the idea of getting sets People look at that as an, an orange pilling moment because now the kids can go; they have something they can go spend, and over time, there's more and more things that they can spend that money, the the sats, on. My my distinction is from the Kiyosaki thing is, or from the from at least from a Bitcoin perspective, I should say, is it it shouldn't just be for nothing. It shouldn't just be X amount of sats per per week or per month or whatever your your timing is. It should be value for value. Whether or not that's entrepreneurial doesn't matter to me. If it's value for value, you do something and you get paid in, this, in sats, I'm okay with that. I think, that's a, I think that's a good thing.
0: Okay, so I agree with what you're saying and not everybody should be an entrepreneur. But I think there is a mentality that is really prevalent in today's uh, society, which is that you clock in and you get paid so even if even if you clock in and do good work there's is that um
1: you're you're i think you're speaking to the conformity side where our school is geared towards making good soldiers making good factory workers making good a good populace that it, it will conform and do whatever needs to get done so if it is you go to school and you get a job and you get your you get paid for it. it is, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, where the the education system is antiquated and it's geared towards conformity. I agree with that. And part of that conformity is, yeah, you should go to college and you should do that. It kind of lays out your what you're supposed to do, including getting a job. As clocking opposed in clocking in. Yeah. So that part. So that's, I understand that, that.
0: that's my challenge to the parents because we're trying to break the mold. Right. So we, if you're a Bitcoiner, you've already decided to self-custody your money. If you are a Bitcoiner and a homeschooler, then you are also self custodying education. And now I'm just challenging parents out there to be aware of the beliefs that they may have carried over from the fiat world and just question whether or not it's to believe that you want to pass down because the reason I raise that issue is because it is really easy for it to slip in to the education without us wanting to have passed it on which is Mm -hmm. why I'm just raising this question and you can decide what to do with it because that's your right as the parents and obviously everybody has different situations but I just think being aware of the the belief system that you're passing down to the kids that you carry over from the fiat world that's that's the part that i i really want to kind of latch on to but we can move on mm. and talk about resilience yeah, so, as well so just resilience. to sum it
1: up though i mean i but so just i mean my my point is what i took away from the kiyosaki thing is that people are playing different games the 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 one percent or the Controllogarchs, or whatever names we're going to use, uh, the cantoniers, Ears, uh, Cantoneers. I cannot say that word. I got to, to figure that out. Uh, Cantaloniers. Ears. Um, it's just a different game. That was my takeaway. What is, if you had to summarize in just like one or two sentences, what is your takeaway for a Bitcoin homeschooler from Kiyosaki? Beware of
0: what fiat value system you are bringing into the Bitcoin system, just using a different denomination.
1: Okay. All right. So the next subject we have, we have, we got like two or three of these depending on, on the, on the, on the time. So I'll tee up the next one. We have, uh, we can, we can put this in our show notes. I link to it. We did a whole episode on the art of learning, which is a book written by Josh Wayskin. He's both a chess prodigy and a martial arts champion. And the thing I want to bring up today is, is, the the importance of the mental game in and how you can teach that and one of those is through sports and in his book he he goes to a championship in Taiwan i believe it was Taiwan and they they have all kinds of things locally that will favor the local participants and to the point where it just seems like outright cheating basically and he wasn't expecting that the first time he went so he fast-forwards two years, and he spent that whole time continuing to practice and get better, but not just physically. He was practic- practicing his mental game, and he expected that to happen. And that part of the mental game to to say, I'm going to plan on adversity. Like, I, I know adversity is coming. How am I going to handle it? And then it did come, and he... He didn't like it, but he, he had a way of keeping his focus through that. And then I think about our personal experience, watching our sons in particular pay, play on the homeschool soccer league because so many times, so many games, they would be playing well and then there'd be a bad call or the other team would get a great play and then our team would fall apart. And it wasn't because the kids didn't have talent or they didn't have a good coach or anything like that. It was This is a mental game type of loss. And so that's, you know, that, let me just use that to, to kick it off, and then why don't we get your perspective on it, and then we can kind of tie it out with our recommendations.
0: I think the mental resilience part of the education is somewhat weak in our system, unless you're participating in sports for some reason. So because homeschoolers have full control over what their children experience, generally speaking, I think it's really easy, out of our concern and love for our children, to end up preventing our kids from facing some of these really tough situations where mental resilience must come into play. And so my recommendation or I I wouldn't call it a recommendation. I would just say, what do I want to say? I want to just just say, I just, I just think that homeschooling parents need to be really aware and be very deliberate about not saving their kids from every disappointment because that is a very, very easy trap to fall into If your kids were going to public school or private school, they have unexpected situations that are outside your own control. So they will face some stuff that you wouldn't otherwise want them to face, which actually will help them. But if you are homeschooling and you're able to control everything, it's just a very easy trap to fall into. And that goes back again to what I wanna say about the Kiyosaki theme, which is the difference between the internal belief And what's happening in the external is what makes the difference between getting what you want out of life and suffering through what you don't want in life. So that mental resilience is so, so important. And we've seen that come into play uh, when our kids play sports, not just soccer, but other types of sports. But if your kids don't like sports, they can also experience that in theater. Like if they have stage fright, you can say, oh, Honey, you don't have to go on stage if you don't want to. Or you can say, do what you fear because you're going to come out the other end stronger. So theater performances, any any really any kind of competitive situations or any kind of presentation situations, I think could do the trick.
1: So the key is intentionality. Number one, make sure if your are homeschooling your kids are exposed to some type of activity, sports or otherwise, where they're going to have some kind of adversity, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Safe adversity. Right.
1: And then two, so you're intentional about them in that, but you're also, you also need to, this is going to take some practice and you may not ever get it perfectly right, but you need to think about what it is you're going to say, right? So if your kids, if your, your kids on the soccer field and the game, falls apart and then they you know afterwards what are you going to say how you how are you going to as a, as a homeschool parent deal with that or it's the stage fright or it's the fill in the fill in the blank so so it, to me this is um and, and i do i know we we talked about it for an entire episode we'll, we'll have the link to it i i think if a if a student is if you want to give homework read read the art of learning let them do a book report on it or, or something and let them take away from the story but, but just as a general takeaway, I am completely agreement. You need to have the kids in something where they can have some type of adversity. I and not all sports are. Um, we keep coming back to sports. They're not. They're not all team sports, right? You can have adversity like in the Josh Wayskin thing, where you're an individual fighter. You can do it on the soccer field. It can be. Um, it can be all types of, uh, of different I mean, things.
0: It can be music. It could be.
1: Right, but get them out there. Anything, yeah. Do you want do you want to touch on then how you? I I think we've mentioned before, but this it's kind of related to what you what you did with rejection proof, right? To
0: yeah. So the book rejection proof uh, came from the result of a I think it was a, like a twenty one day challenge that this guy decided to give himself, and he documented his experiences, and it became viral on TikTok or before that instagram or something like that but the premise is basically like face your fears what is our number one fear even more than death which is rejection feeling rejected and if can feel like death for some people and he just decided to create situations where he he knows he's going to be rejected so that he can get over the fear of being rejected and you don't have to do something like that, but just realize how important it is for your kids to develop that kind of resiliency. Because I have seen some homeschooling families in all of the years that we've traveled different places where the kids are so protected, they are very, very fragile. They cannot take one negative Mm. feedback from anybody, and that's really doing a disservice for them, so.
1: Right, there. I agree. Okay. I was just
0: thinking about what else to add. Um,
1: Maybe pressures see. that our kids have felt at school, like like Brianna with the when she voiced her opinion about the.
0: No, because I want to talk about the mental game because we want to talk about how important it is that uh, the framework. Like if we're setting ourselves apart by being in Bitcoin, we need to be aware that we're setting ourselves apart in our thinking and not just about the denomination of the money standard. So when we're teaching our kids
1: self-sovereignty,
0: mental training, I think is just a very, very important topic and not a lot of curriculums touch on that because they talk about, like if you're a Christian, they talk a lot about relying on God. If you're not Christian, they, they just talk about the freedom of, the teaching style, but whether it's you're you're following one style or another, or if you're teaching Christian or other religious belief or something else, the part that I feel is somewhat lacking or not at least not often talked about, is the mental training part. The mental resilience that that is something that needs to be deliberate, especially because we are in a position to overprotect or overinfluence, but I, I don't want to say it like that either I don't want to say overprotect I want to say just that it's an aspect of education that's not often deliberately addressed which is why we're bringing it into focus in this discussion and if I go back to the Kiyosaki thing again what I took away from him is not just it's not that there's a way to become rich or a way to be like savers or losers kind of thing. It's more about the mentality of which bucket you belong in because his gift from his rich dad wasn't any kind of special investment knowledge. It wasn't like, oh, I got into Bitcoin early. It wasn't, oh, I got into real estate early. It was an identity that he incorporated, which was that he was going to be a rich person and he was in his mind he didn't have a specific path yet I don't think he he didn't decide to become an entrepreneur until he got out of the service because he went and fought in the Vietnam War came back and he worked corporate he didn't become an entrepreneur until later in life I think he was in his 30s mm. maybe close to 40 mm. so that so his gift from his rich dad wasn't how to become an entrepreneur his gift from his rich dad was a way of viewing himself and how he fits in the world that's what mm-hmm. I want our parents our listeners to come away with is what is what does that picture look like? What are you instilling in your kids that's the part I want the parents to deliberately look at after <laughs> <all> our rent <ranting.
1: laughs> okay, so how do we how do we take these things and I
0: don't. I feel like we're we haven't pinpoint the key message correctly.
1: Well, I mean, let me let me just kind of it. So the the internal external view that we talked about with Kiyosaki. That's a mental framework, right? You're challenging how you view things. Then we talked about we talked about intentionally giving kids adversity and dealing with adversity and the, the tools they need to handle that that's a mental skill right or a I don't know, say a habit it's a it's a skill right you have to practice that you don't just say I need you to be resilient and anti-fragile and then okay I'll do that you actually have to go and experience it right I and then that- what
0: we're saying is in order for us to go from one category of people to another category we just if we're going to meet obstacles in our way and it's not going to be a smooth transition so if you don't have the mental resilience to ride the ups and downs then you're going to stay where you are but then no no no, i'm saying i'm saying
1: no i'm saying i I think the way i would interpret that is don't expect that it's going to be a smooth ride. You know there's going to be adversity along the way. You know there's going to be FinCEN and there's going to be whatever other things that that, that happen. And you you can get mad about it, but then you still retain your focus and you you, you move on. Then there's the next regulation or the next whatever, uh, whatever attack that, that comes. If you are expecting the clowns to do that stuff to you, then... You, you're not surprised by it you don't like it it still sucks but you' so the, the dealing with adversity doesn't make you like not feel anything or not stress about things it just it's just a it's a mentality to say I am aware of myself I'm aware that adversity is gonna happen and I have to figure out how to I have to recognize when it's happening and how and then have to deal with that somehow. That that you recognize that it's, you're saying it's not a perfect world. You're not always going to win. The rest not always going to make a good call. What are you going to do about it? Okay. Basically,
0: we're talking about the way you see the world, the lens, the paradigm. Yeah. The paradigm out of which you view the world. Right, and teaching. And my call is. Pay attention to the paradigm you are passing to your kids. Basically. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? I feel like that wraps up yours and mine.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure I've convinced you that mine is part of this, but yeah, um, <laughs> I'm good with that. I, I, I think there's a, it, it's a, I think we're in agreement that it's important to teach the kids just how to think about things and and be on the lookout for things like someone playing a different game than them, right? True. I think that's important. I think it's we can agree that we need to be intentional about kids being exposed to adversity and helping them deal with learning how to deal with adversity. Not saying you're never going to get it, not saying you have to like it, but saying you should. It's so that's gonna...
0: building up the inner strength so that they, they yeah. can hold on to their internal yeah. beliefs.
1: Right. To me, <clears throat> the, the third point with the, the Rand stuff is that is a framework and that is a part of recognizing recognizing that you don't have to play by somebody else's game. Somebody else's, whatever that is. And like I said, it could be food. It could be vaccines. It could be education. It could be obviously money because we're talking about Bitcoin, but it is, it is part of a a critical thinking skill. And I, I think reassuring, reassuring a teen or even younger, you are allowed to have your view if if your kids for example let's say that you're you're talking to parents and they your your kids in public school or whatever it is and a teacher or another parent or another kid says to them and it's something out of like the the diversity handbook and that you're white you're pr- privileged and you should feel guilty and like like your kid needs to know shut up <laughs> my, my you know my dad's white fine Screw you! Like I, I, they need to know that their viewpoint is not based on what other people tell tells them it is, and that that that's not what they're going to be taught in other situations. They're going to be taught to comply. They're going to be taught to. They're going to be, and and think about it. People are going to attack Bitcoin. They're going to attack political views. If you if you if you don't agree, they're gonna they're going to attack you. So. That's part of adversity. Hey, guys, people are going to attack you. They're going to disagree. They're going to tell you that you're wrong, and you have to behave a certain way. And you know what, little Johnny? You don't have to. You you can you cannot conform with that. I don't know. Okay, so clearly you're based on your. <laughs> okay, I don't I don't have anything else um, on this today.
0: I would just say, take from this discussion what you agree with and just drop everything else you disagree with because in the end it's it's your homeschool and it's your you can only be true to what you believe anyway. We're only raising some topics that we think are worth paying attention to. As always we would love to have your feedback, whether you agree with us or not, or if there are other topics that you would like to talk about, we're happy to discuss Topics that concern you personally because we want to give you good information and we want to share relevant experiences. Because from 20 years, the vault of our 20 years of experience, we can take a topic all different directions, and that may or may not be helpful to what you're going through right now. So we just encourage you to reach out to us.
1: Email is happy to help at free market kids. We are free market kids on twitter we are also bitcoin homeschoolers on twitter
0: actually you know what would be kind of fun is if we had our listeners call in with your actual questions send us questions we'll read them out loud we'll answer them we can have a QA session yeah and that would be that would would be nice yeah
1: that would be nice yeah i agree with that
0: reach out we want to hear from you
1: all right everybody have a fantastic have a fantastic week we'll catch you next show
0: if you enjoyed this podcast, and if you found this valuable, please leave a review to help others find us too.
1: For those who prefer zapping sats, we love those too. We're on Fountain, we're on Noster, and we're on Orange Pill app.
0: Also, I host a women's only Bitcoin podcast called Orange Hatter. And the mission of that podcast is to reach pre-coiner women. So if you know of someone in your life that you would like to introduce Bitcoin to, check it out.
1: So Tali and I also don't have sponsors for this show. We are trying to build and run Free Market Kids. You can check out our products at freemarketkids.com. This includes the Bitcoin mining game Hoddle Up, which is a great introduction to Bitcoin.
0: The school edition of Hoddle Up is always available. We also have the 2024 having edition. It's going to be super deluxe. Very excited to roll it out. It is available on presale at a 21% discount.
1: Until next time, happy hodling.